As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personal Podcast, episode 171, Decision 2020. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Hello, everybody. I am proud to announce that the 23 Personal Podcast will be a complete and total election coverage podcast this evening. All we're going to discuss is early voting results. Uh, We're going to look at maps. We're going to talk about these maps. You will not be able to see these maps, but we're going to talk about them. It's going to be exciting. Um, I can't wait to dive into politics with you. I mean, we will probably talk tech sports first, so it may it may trail at the end. But whew, all right, I'm ready. You know, what I'm most excited about reading off names of counties. You have no idea what they are, where they are, the, their political leanings in the 2016 election or 2012 or 2008, 2004. But we're here to bring you the. Uh, the election analysis. You know what, guys? News alert. Breaking. Too close to call from New Mexico. 0% Biden. 0% Trump. Okay. No votes reporting. Okay. Too soon to call. It's a call. Too soon to call. Okay. Oh, All right. Thanks for breaking, breaking that in. <laughs> okay. Thank you for that. Thank you for that update, Spencer. We, we really oh, like, needed that. I, and you know, we'll, we'll be providing these as we get them uh, from, my, from my producer through the speakers here. Uh, we have a very world-class producer who always keeps us in the loop on the most up-to-date political election coverage. We're always ears to the ground and ready to serve you, the listener. Yeah. So let's get going, man. I can't tell you how many times I've had the election stuff turned on for like an hour and a half, maybe at the house. If that, I can't tell you how many times they've broken in too close to call with zero precincts reporting. It's like, well, great. Thanks for bringing me that. Well, it's not even, that's not even the correct way to say it. It's just not enough information to call. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like, what it's is not close. We don't even know if it's close. Zero, zero, zero. zero. All right. Um, yeah. for, uh, a political sports only content, follow us over on Twitter at 23 personnel at punt suck, which is me, Spencer, and at Michael's underscore LBK. Michael, I'm sh- I know we'll talk about this and what we learned, but I had somebody claim that I was hiding behind an anonymous account. I was like, it's a podcast, so it's a show. But we also yeah. lead off every single episode by saying, follow me, Spencer, at Punts Suck. Well, and this, this person <laughs> who, I, who we will discuss later oh. claimed to be a listener. We're, we're, so we're you, you figure if, if they're devoted listeners, then they would know that we rattle off our, our, uh, what do you call them? Handles? Handles. 
CB handles. I, I went back to CB. Smokey and the Bandit days, but that's that's what they are. So we yeah. rattle them off before the beginning of every show, so they should know that. But, you know, I, I hide behind an anonymous podcast account. Do you? You can also follow us on Instagram, uh, Instagram.com, or open up the Instagram app. Don't, don't go to Instagram.com. That's stupid. Open up Instagram. Go to the show, 23 Personnel Podcast. Uh, if you do want to open up a website, I suggest you open up teespring.com. Go grab you one of the most comfortable hoodies you will ever wear. Teespring.com slash stores slash 23 Personnel Podcast. We've got all the hoodie colors and logo options for you to choose. It is flirting with hoodie season. It's hoodie season again. Election season. It's, man, most comfortable I've ever worn. And as always, if you want to catch us on the radio, Saturday mornings, 10 to noon on Rob Bro's College Tailgate Show. KKAM.com. Talk 1340, ESPN 960, Talk 1340, mobile app. You can catch myself, Michael, with host Rob Bro. It is his show. Definitely his show. Always glad to be a part of it. It's just fun to get to hang out with Rob for a couple hours every Saturday. Oh, it is a blast. Um, we have more basketball news. We'll talk about some Big 12 and Texas Tech basketball and obviously bring you football news, roster injury updates, updates on our tragic numbers, secondary performances, look around the Big 12, and then give you our TCU preview. Guys, the wait is over. Football is in full effect. Many teams strutting their stuff. Our Kansas City Chiefs, our man Patrick Mahomes, my goodness, we didn't deserve it. There are so many things about him that are just perfect. Um, <laughs> you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals, team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code Armchair to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sports book experts all right yeah i i suggest we start off with basketball what do you say michael pitter patter here comes stevenson spins
All right. The Big 12 preseason poll did come out this week. Texas Tech picked to finish entirely too low at number five. Yeah, the the points system. Okay, Baylor came in at number one, Kansas number two. Baylor had seven first place votes. Kansas had three is how I read that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they respectively had 79 and 73 points in the poll. West Virginia at 61, Texas at 58, Texas Tech at 53. So Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. According to the pollsters, three to five are really close. Yeah, within eight points. Yeah. uh, You know, I don't see it. I I had someone remark to me on Twitter, and I don't necessarily disagree with them, that they feel that Texas or that Tech is one of the top five teams in the country, maybe. Uh, But this could go on to maybe this isn't so bad. Maybe this isn't so crazy. Um, I obviously think that. Texas being ranked above tech is it, it, it leaves a lot to be desired for me. I don't see the reasoning behind it, I guess, because they had a more stable roster transition from the last season than tech did. Tech was kind of mediocre last year, not mediocre, but they weren't setting the world on fire. Um, I really wish they would have gotten to play each other in that big 12 tourney game and just kind of get another chance at them. But, I'm not seeing all the love there, but it does comfort me a little bit to know that they were only five points ahead of tech. So I'm I'm not going to get too worked up over it. Uh, you know, what are your overall thoughts on it? Well, first let me give you my thought on the Texas bit. They still have Shaka smart. <laughs> I don't know why he's, they're, fourth. he's great. They love he's, him. The, the Texas fans absolutely love him. Uh, he's, <laughs> He's the best thing to happen to their program. They, they never talk about firing him. They want to build a statue. Shaka Smart may be the best thing for Texas for the rest of the conference. Keeping them Con- concur from competing where they should be. Um, if you are a reader, an avid reader over at Staking the Plains, you saw the there's an article today that Seth published Tuesday on Mac McClung and the Texas Tech roster. He wraps it up talking about the T rankings. Uh, it's one of Seth's favorite analytic websites. Um, but their numbers project Texas as the best team in the country. West Virginia is the second best. Baylor, the fifth Texas tech, the sixth Kansas, the 12th. If the big 12 really has five teams in the top 12 of the country, 
and three of the top, sorry, four, the top six. Ooh. Yeah. That's what I was trying to, that's what I was trying to decide if, if this poll really matters that much, if it's true that the big 12 basketball is, and they have been one of the best conferences in the country for the last three or four years, would you say? A lot of it has to do with tech's rise. Uh, what West Virginia and has Baylor. always had good teams. Go ahead. Say what? No, I was going to say like the, the right. I mean, w- when West Virginia joined the conference that they were a pretty strong addition in basketball. Oh yeah. Texas has been pretty good. And then it was always been Kansas, but it feels like Baylor and Texas tech coming on uh, Iowa state every now and then will we'll jump up. Oklahoma had a pretty competitive year last year. Um, as good as we thought tech, tech was, they, they finished 500 in the conference, which I think says more about the conference being strong than Texas Tech being down. I mean, Baylor won like, what was it? What did we say? Like 20 games in a row last year? Yeah. Um, West Virginia is stoppable. I mean, sneaky, underrated, good team that like isn't pulling in the five-star recruits, but could be competing for a, I mean, at least a conference title. Um, Kansas picked, I mean, in the big 12 poll second, which is kind of a, a, a surprise, a shock to me. Cause they've, I mean, they, they're like Oklahoma in football. They always win it. It feels like, um, but yeah, so th- this upcoming season, I think one with, with how competitive and how strong the, the rest of the conference is, at least the top half, it's really fascinating and interesting for me to see that Texas tech may have its most complete and talented roster maybe ever. Yeah. It, it, it keeps happening. <laughs> I feel like we have we the same that conversation yeah. for the last three years. Uh, and I guess we should finish off by the, the, the bottom five. It's kind of a pretty good drop from there. Texas tech, of course, at fifth with 53 points, Oklahoma sixth with 39. So pretty good drop from, mm. from fifth to sixth. Uh, following them at seven is Oklahoma state then Iowa state TCU at nine and Kansas state at 10 in the conference. I, I don't tend to get worked up on preseason polls because I can't considering how much I like to make fun of them. (laughs) So it's, it's something I like to reference later and look back on and say, gosh, how wrong were we, uh, including the year that I think tech was picked fourth the year they went to the national title game. You know, nobody knows. So weren't they it, lower than that, like seventh or ninth? It may, may have, I, or TCU was picked above them. Maybe TCU was fourth. Whatever I always it was, noticed it was super, when TCU was yeah. picked above Tech because it always it bothers me. That does bother me. Jamie Dixon, wow, what a what a job, man! What a job. Um, yeah, he he totally didn't want to move to California. Not not no, at all. That was no. just he. Yeah, he wanted to stay in TCU for forever. Forever. Other news it's like Shaka Smart build the statue. <laughs> Other news in the Texas Tech basketball uh, transfer guard Mac McClung received his eligibility waiver. I think we we kind of hinted at that a minute ago. Uh, every chance anybody got, we tweeted at the NCAA. It was try- time to grant McClung's waiver. They came through, so everybody that transferred in is eligible this year. Um, even Jamari Spurton, who I think was the longest of shots. I think the staff was expecting him to not receive or to at least be able to redshirt, but he'll be eligible. Um, obviously in tomboy set out his year, Tyreek Smith will be back from an injury slash redshirt McClung transferring in 
the grad transfer, Marcos, Marcos Santos Silva from VCU. Um, and then of course you've got the loaded roster of returning talent, right? You've got, uh, Kyler Edwards. Um, I'm going to blank on everybody's name. Oh, you're good. You've got Nadalny, Terrence uh, Shannon. Yep. Who's the other Kevin McCuller, who I'm really excited about. And Tom, like I said, yeah, uh, McCuller was really coming on at the end of the season last year and just kind of, he's one of those guys that seems quiet. I don't know if he is. I obviously don't know him personally, <laughs> but he just seems like one of those kind of quiet assassin types. That's just going to be down there. He's going to out rebound you. He's going to make great shots, good passes. He's long and lean. He's, he's a fun player. I've, I'm probably, I don't want to say most excited to see him this season, but it's up there. Yeah. So let me go through the, the, the roster real quick. Tell you who all's here and who all has eligibility guards. You've got Kyler Edwards, Clarence Ndoli, freshman Namari Burnett, junior do everything blue collar worker Avery Benson, and then transfers Jamaris Burton and Mac McClung. Your forwards, Terrence Shannon, Kevin McCuller, freshman Micah Peavy, yes. who played with Jamais Ramsey in high school. Gosh, I've linked on his first name for a second. Um, and then you got Joel and Tomboy who set out last year, Tyreek Smith, who set out last year with an injury slash red shirt, and freshman Chabuzo Agbo, Marcus Santos Silva, and then your seven foot one center, Vladislav Golden. I heard one of the, the local radio guys mention this recently, and it's a great point. You you don't list yourself as seven one unless you're seven one. Yeah. <laughs> You know, that's not like a rounding up thing. This isn't a guy that's 6'11". This is a guy that's seven foot one inches tall. He's a 240-pound freshman. Yeah, he's he's lean and mean, but, you know, that's that's uh, strength and, and training staff. The results we've seen from them over the last several years have been phenomenal. So he will definitely bulk up uh, in the in the hands of those professionals. Yeah, stands 85 inches tall off the ground. We need a big guy, man. I mean, that's that's one thing that seems to have always, not always, but seems to have plagued Tech. Uh, I think that was definitely a weakness for them last year. But, you know, with Ntombwe and Tyreek Smith both on the bench at 6'8 and 6'7, those guys would have been helpful. Um, and having them back will obviously be huge. And then if we need a 7-1 center out there every now and then, I'd love to see it. Yeah, for sure. And then, of course, the... I mean, he's not the tallest guy at six seven, Marcus Santa Silva, but I mean, he was ridiculously efficient <laughs> receiving, not receiving, uh, grabbing rebounds, crashing the boards, um, which is surprising at his size. You know, like he's a a forward sized player, but I mean, he was doing everything for VCU. Um, and I think the last thing we have is the NBA draft coming up in two weeks, the 18th. Yeah. I kept reminding thinking, Oh, we, we need to talk about the draft and I'll, I'll wait till it gets closer until it gets closer. Then all of a sudden it's November. And so the draft is only two weeks away really. Uh, so we'll see where Ramsey lands. Hopefully he'll get a, a good spot on a, on a solid team, get a chance to make that roster. I think his draft stock's been all over the place, so I'm not even going to go into it, but probably when we get closer to it, we'll, We'll talk a little bit more about it. Um, it's obviously not making the 
the rounds of popular news at the moment is NBA draft stock right now. Yeah. I mean, with the, um, with the finals being over, I think everybody's kind of taking a break. Um, I just, I just learned that Jemias Ramsey and I share a birthday June hey. the 9th. Although I'm 12 years older than this man is. Eh, don't, don't, don't worry about that. That's just numbers. That's <laughs> just a number. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll look forward to seeing where, where Ramsey goes, um, joining out, uh, who else in the NBA? Jared Culver, Jared Culver, um, Matt Mooney's out there. Tariq Owens. Is Mooney still out there? I believe he's, he's on some roster. I know Odiase was at one point as Odiase, well. Odiase, yep. Um, Keenan Evans in the G League at least. Yes. So anyways. Last I heard, yes. And um, what's his name? The freshman from two years ago. Oh, oh my gosh. How are we blanking on him? We're totally blanking on, on him. Oh, this is so embarrassing. The 360, the, the kid who did the 360 dunk in, in Dallas at the... And all I can think of is Josh, and it has nothing one. to do with Josh. Oh, I am... I'm sorry, guys. Hey, can we can we just cut this out? We'll just cut this out. No one will ever know, right? Is it Zach? Zach Evans? No. No, it's not him. <laughs> Zach Smith. Uh, no. was, the other, was the other guy. <laughs> this is terrible. Dan, I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh. People are just screaming. Zaire Smith. Zaire Smith. I, I knew there was a, there was a shared name in there somewhere. All right, oh, man. Now that we've Sorry, embarrassed ourselves, that's terrible. Let's move on and talk football. They go four up top. They throw the fade to Fasher. Caught. Touchdown. With time. Delivered. Hand off to Marcus Fields. Down the sideline. Harrell back to throw, going deep down the sideline for Robert Johnson. And oh he, my! You got it! Touchdown! Oh. Robert Johnson, touchdown, Red Raiders! Take a shot to the end zone. It's a touchdown to Reginald Davis! All day to throw. Over the top, Jakeem Graham! Touchdown, Texas Tech! Second down now. Deep strike. Got the big man. Country! Scoring begin. All right. I think we'll start with roster slash injury updates. I did see that there are no, as I guess as of the last testing report, no active cases among the football team or staff. Woohoo! That's great news. It's good news. Um, Way to go. Although uh, you did have some some players miss time uh, versus Oklahoma, Sir Roger Thompson, I heard was a more of a re-injury um, or just re-aggravated um, his chest injury. Tony Bradford, yeah, he, sorry, I didn't, I didn't even. I'm sorry, man. He that game was such a blur of of awfulness that I kind of forgot that he came in and he he rushed what four times. Sure. 
I think it was four. It wasn't much, but it just surprised me that he came in at all with, with how well Brooks was handling everything. And especially if he was even iffy at all. So just sorry. Back to Tony Bradford. No, no, you're, you're good. Uh, defensive lineman, Tony Bradford apparently went down in pregame warmups, uh, did not participate. And then Weston Wright, all three of those guys, offensive lineman, Weston Wright, all three are considered day to day. We'll see how they progress and if they make their trip out to Fort Worth, Texas Tech East. And then guys that you are, you were hoping to hear back from, um, hoping to see on the field, but didn't TJ Vasher, Xavier White and Krishan Merriweather all did not play. But if they were held out for COVID reasons, the update we got was that there were no active cases. So, they could be making the return back if it was a health reason. If not, well, sorry. We know Xavier White was an injury. TJ Vasher, we assumed may have been COVID related, but it wasn't ever confirmed. And then I don't think I heard anything about Krishan Merriweather. No, I, well, he, I think he was injured at the, end of the West Virginia game. Cause he came out at the end of that game. So that that's all I know on that, but I did not see what the injury was or if that was even released. Wouldn't surprise me either way. Yeah. All right. Um, so I, I did a little bit, a little research today on our tragic number. Um, the one that we've been kind of quoting and I updated it. I only looked back at Matt Wells's record versus big 12 teams, his big 12 record in a season and a half. He's played 14 big 12 games. Michael's holding his nose. (laughs) He is three and 11 Texas tech is three and 11 versus big 12 teams under Matt Wells. Those three teams, I guess the three wins, it's actually two teams. You have one victory over Oklahoma state question mark. And then two over West Virginia. So I feel like we can kind of, you can start to put the trend together as Matt Wells, not Matt Campbell has come on for Iowa State and had that record over Texas Tech. Maybe Matt Wells has this record over Neil Brown, West Virginia. But 2-0 versus West Virginia. Other thing to note, important here, Michael pointed out, you were 0-1 versus the Kansas Jayhawks. Yes, I, I felt that, that that number needed to be included just to complete the tragic number stats. Yeah. I mean, obviously we're not we're not through the his second season. Uh and he has yet to play Baylor, TCU, Oklahoma State, or Kansas this season. But Matt Wells Big Twelve winning percentage sits at a paltry twenty seven percent. Not good. <laughs> okay, speaking of not good. I have a TTU secondary update. (laughs) Texas Tech uh, has joined a group of 102 other teams. So 103 teams have played. The Pac-12 is getting ready to kick off on Friday, I guess. I think they're going to have some games Friday. I think Stanford, Oregon plays this weekend. I'm excited about that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then USC and one of the Arizonas. I can't remember which one. Arizona State on the 7th at 11th. That's Saturday morning. 
Oh man. Uh, just, you know, love, I love Pac-12 football so much. Uh, so I've missed it and I'm ready. But as of now, there's 103 FBS teams that have played. Texas Tech is 99th of 103 Ooh. with pass with passing yards allowed per game at 339.2. Bumped up a couple yards after after playing uh, the Sooners, and not surprisingly. Uh, previously, it was 337.8 per game. And of course, after playing the Sooners, it's 339.2. Not they they allowed. I mean, it was bad. Let's just let's just say that. But it wasn't what cost you the game. I don't think. Like I said on the instant reaction, it was just it was really it boils down to that little forty-two and zero run that was really <laughs> with the nail in the coffin. That was a critical moment of the game. When yeah, you yeah, those forty or those points. those six minutes of game time where Tech gave up twenty-one in a row was that that was probably the first nail, and then the 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 additional 21 after that was the, you know, that was the second nail and it's only a two nail coffin. I know y'all were wondering, well, what kind of coffin is this? Is this one of those coffins with like 40 nails? Like, nah, this is just two. You don't expect anybody 40 to get nails. out. That's 42 nails. Yeah. All I mean, why, why nail the hell out of a coffin when it's going to stay shut? So that's the update on the tech, tech secondary. Yeah. Okay. So really quick, going back to the, um, Pack 12 schedule on the seventh Arizona, Utah, Arizona state, USC, UCLA, Colorado. Like it's a full schedule. UCLA, Colorado, Stanford, Oregon, Washington, Cal, Washington state, Oregon state. It's a pretty good opening week. Any of those Pac 12 after darks? Two of them. Uh, Washington Cal kicks off at nine thirty Central Time. Washington State Oregon State kick, kicks off at nine thirty. So those uh, games will be wrapping up, you know, one a.m. Central Time. I can't wait to fall asleep on the couch halfway through the second quarter. Okay, but but get this: that Arizona State USC game is eleven a.m. Central, which means local time. That's a nine a.m. kickoff for them. They've got to get finally, some eyeballs, man. Finally, getting on board with playing it. Uh, a normal schedule, but that means that they're going to have football on uh, like 14 hours of the day for their conference. Like it will go 11 a.m. to 1 a.m. Sunday morning. All pack 12 all the time. All right. Um, all right. All right. All right. That's enough pack 12 talk. No, it's not enough pack 12 because now we can talk about the, the AP top AP top 25 and there's some, Pac-12 participants. I did want to mention, I made a prediction, I think in our uh, message chat with uh, Rob, Rob Bro, host of Rob Bro's College Football Tailgate. Friend of the show, Rob Bro. Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 12 on Talk 1340 a.m. Love it. Okay, so <laughs> I made a prediction that after Clemson had a lackluster performance against Boston College, with their backup quarterback that Clemson would drop out. They would no longer be the number one team because I have a, I have a feeling that everyone has a personal agenda to get Alabama number one and Ohio state number two. 
And I wasn't, I was not correct, but I but, thought that Alabama would be, I know it was close, not it far was, off. <laughs> it was a lot closer than I thought it ended up being because I just looked at the rankings first and mm-hmm. Clemson still won. Alabama's two, Ohio State's still three. But, but. the points that they, they rank these off, Clemson has 1,515 points. Good for first place. Alabama has 1,513 points. They are two points two. behind out of 1,500. I almost predicted that they were going to drop because they didn't win as convincingly as everyone thought they should. And they almost did. They almost dropped to number two. Yeah. Of course, Alabama did skunk a a conference opponent. So that, I mean, it's not like they played a bad game. Hold on, hold on. Let's not, let's not withhold the name of the team. They skunked Mississippi state. That's true. 41 zero. There could be some ties to Texas tech there, but it's no, no ties mentioning. Um, yeah, I, I think like it, it may have been that they Clemson didn't perform as well as they would have obviously without Trevor Lawrence, but also they announced Trevor Lawrence will be out their next game versus Notre Dame, which is a big deal because Notre Dame was fourth. And if he's out, Notre Dame's able to win this game, sets Notre Dame up to win their one and only ACC conference championship. Both are undefeated. Both are in the top five. Um, Ohio State holding strong there at, two, at number three at two and zero. Oh. Um, Cincinnati Bearcats number six. A and M has worked their their way up. BYU cracks into the top ten. I, I saw some people already already like mad at the uh, the playoff committee for snubbing Cincinnati and or BYU not being able to make it into the playoffs. Um, it's true. I mean, they're not going to make I'm, it. I kind of wonder, you know, Brigham Young has, I don't know why I called him Brigham Young, but nobody calls him that. Anyway, but BYU has pummeled opponents this year. I think they have one of the highest scoring margins outside of like Clemson. I'm surprised that it took this long for them to crack the top 10 in this weird year. I think voters were just so, they were like me with Cincinnati. They were just refusing to believe that the Cougars had it going and Wow, they are steamrolling people. Now, as an independent, they get to set their own schedule. And this is a weird year that they have to um, play who they can. Play who they can. So their schedule this year has been Navy, Troy, Louisiana Tech, UTSA, Houston, Texas State, Western Kentucky so far. Yeah. (laughs) This is like a bad Sunbelt Conference schedule. Yeah, because we are not we are not allowed to make the fun of the Sun Belt at all. No, anymore. And, no. and you'll see why in a few in a few more spots. Um, but then that they they do they do play Boise State on Friday night, which is a top twenty five ranked matchup. They are ninth. Boise State's twenty first. Then they play North Alabama, snooze, and San Diego State, who was good a few years ago. <laughs> so yeah. on their schedule, they had. I mean, the, the Houston game, maybe, and then this Boise State game. They, Houston's probably, on paper, Navy seemed like that would have been a good game, but good Lord. Navy did it not was, practice was not. tackling leading up to the season. And it showed. Excuse me. Yes. Yeah, they, Just talk on they were unable to do anything. So I, I'm not, 
anyway, it's just been interesting to watch them. They've been kind of fun. Uh, I like that they're ahead of Wisconsin. One and O Wisconsin, number ten. One and O Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, but, but get this: O and O Oregon, twelfth. Of course they are. The Ducks. I mean, the Ducks have had a great year. They've really off-seasoned. They jumped up two spots, Spencer. They, they were did. 14 last week. They really did. happy for them. Um, Indiana. They are, I mean, they're rolling after that win against Penn State in week one. Um, I, guess, I think they played Rutgers this past weekend. Oklahoma State dropped from 6 to 14 after losing at home to Texas. Did you see their 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 video board when Texas was, was attempting a field goal or an extra point? Yes. It was uh, okay. flashing, moving vertical yellow bars that lined up in the kicker's eye with the, with, with the uprights. I didn't know they were moving. Yeah. I just thought they were there. I just thought it was a series of vertical lines. Okay. For those of you, no, the video of it, like it, it, I, yeah. I, I don't know if it's the refresh rate because of the screen and the cameras on whatever. Um, but they also are moving. Like they're like moving to the side. Like if, if you haven't seen it, Oklahoma state, has that big video board in, in one of their end zones. Um, and it's in line with the, the uprights for the field goal. And Texas was, was attempting a field goal or an extra, I can't remember which, late in the game. And they had this graphic up with, it was a, it was a black screen with vertical yellow bars that were moving while Texas was attempting the kick. Not sure how that's legal. Not Me sure. Either. I bet it's not after this. And it, it was, I, I don't, I don't like them, but I respect that. That was pretty, pretty gutsy to, to come up with something like that. That's it's, it's kind well, of, it I mean, I guess it's the closest you can come up with is if like when fans do crazy stuff behind a basketball goal. At a oh, that's free fantastic throw. though. Those are fun. Yeah. And, but that's, that's, <laughs> but that's often, that's never frowned upon. That's, that's encouraged. That's just part of the game. But, but those I, are I students know. acting on their yes. own, not the athletic department programming this into their facilities. Yes. I mean, it'd be like for a ball game. It'd be like if if the spirit arena turned off the lights right as the free throw was about to be <laughs> attempted, like complete black. Oh, you missed it. Oh man, sorry about that. Or they just, or they didn't know that they snuck up the big smoke, or not the big smoke, but the big flame machine behind them at half court, and they just hit <sighs> that off right so, as he's taking that second dribble. He flinches because it's so hot. Uh, anyways, um, so. That opens the door back up for Iowa State. It's still going to be difficult with a tiebreaker there, but um, Iowa State has has a chance. My my Coastal Carolina Chanticleers jumped up to 15th. Sunbelt, Sunbelt, Funbelt, man. Funbelt. The aforementioned Iowa State at 17, Oklahoma, mad respect for pummeling Texas Tech, jumped five spots. Yeah. Big road win. USC jumped a spot, not having played a game. Um, Texas went from unranked to 22nd. Auburn, Liberty is ranked. You guys, Liberty. Hugh Freeze and the Liberty, and those Eagles? I don't know. Liberty. 25th. I don't know what they are. It's the nuts. Flames. They're the Flames, Spencer. I should have known that. Anyways, that's our, our weekly top 25 update i know we got really into it this week that was just, yes i don't know it was fun it's going to be even more fun next week when the pac-12 finally plays and they all drop out yeah except, like all, all except this one maybe yeah all the school like liberty um i mean i would think at six and though coastal carolina will, will hang on 
and a five and zero Marshall, uh, but like a two and zero Indiana, maybe not. <laughs> How, how much does it hurt your feelings to see Penn State go from the top ten to re- others receiving votes in two weeks? Uh, I couldn't care. They they've lost two straight there. And I thought that was great. And Indiana, of course, is up there as if they've. Oh yeah, of course we knew Indiana was going to be good. Yeah, I mean for like I hate to say it, like if there's going to be a Big Twelve school that I, I would root for, it would be Ohio State. I mean, a Big Ten school. That's what I meant. Big Ten. I, I liked Urban Meyer, the way he ran the program. I, I, I like their offense. They're really good. That's that's attractive to me. Penn State, no. Michigan, they've... <laughs> you know what's of, attractive to me? Lovey Smith with a great white beard. That's what's attractive to me. Okay. So I would I would root for the Illini, even, and I would just get my, my heart hurt all the time, and it would be nothing out of the ordinary for me. I can handle it. You mean the Illini? What did I say? <laughs> the Illini. It's fine. I'm just <laughs> semantics splitting here. That's what I do. And I get called out for some kind of, yeah, that's can be obnoxious. I understand. I get that. <laughs> you're, you're fine. No, call me out on mispronouncing <laughs> stuff because I'm very good at it. I'm, pro, I'm prolific. So let's talk about the big 12 recap and impressions. Kansas state versus West Virginia. I'm sorry. <laughs> Kansas state, West Virginia. West Virginia bounces back, makes their uh, their defeat in Lubbock look even that more puzzling. Thirty-seven to ten, they really they really frustrated and confused Kansas State quarterback Will Howard. You know those those few hours that we had between the end of that game and the beginning of Tech's game against OU were pretty good because I got to thinking, you know, West Virginia maybe they just. Maybe they're a pretty good team, and, and Tech was able to figure them out and move the ball on them, and Kansas State hasn't done anything today. I know they're running their backup quarterback, but hey, so is Tech. So I, it was kind of a nice you know, few hours until um, S hit the F. <laughs> until like oh, 10 minutes into the first quarter. <laughs> uh, Iowa State picks up a 30-point win at Kansas, 52-22. They put up the second nope. most points in the conference this weekend. Yeah, that is not a team that I thought would ever score in the 50s. No. Now, so here, here's what, it was like like 35 or something in the fourth quarter. And then they scored like those last 17 points real quick on like short fields or turnovers or, or kicks or something. Because um, I would say it's not a quick score offense and they would not have poured it on you know, three scores in half a quarter against Kansas late, unless something else was happening. Like, this is not like Matt Campbell saying, get out there and run it score. up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank them Try to forget. stop me. Yeah, no, it's not, that's not his MO. No. Cause we've seen him hold back against tech. Um, everybody expects Kansas to lose out. There's no, there's no style points and beating up on, on Kansas. Um, so yeah, TCU at Baylor. This was a strange one because TCU built up a 30, was it 30 zero or 37, 30 to seven. It was 30 to zero. Yeah. 30 to Baylor didn't score until about 30 seconds left in the second quarter. So it was 30 to zero, uh, almost at halftime game ends up 33, 23. Uh, Baylor made a really interesting game out of it in the second half. Um, I mean, Baylor looks so, so bad 
in that first half, which gives me a little confidence. But then, I mean, they were able to put 20 points in the, in the second, or sorry, 23 points total. Um, but yeah, like when they were down 30 to zero, it was like, oof. So maybe TCU is better than we thought. Maybe Baylor's even worse than we thought. That was an interesting game. Texas and Oklahoma State went to overtime. Uh, Texas ends up pulling this one out 41 34. Oklahoma State did not look interested in winning this game in overtime. They That's were. what I kept hearing. I, we were out running errands and stuff, so I missed I missed the end of that game. And that may have been why I missed the first scoring, the first of four scoring drives of the day. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past. And the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Hey, for tech with my recording, but yeah, that's what I kept seeing is just <laughs> Oklahoma State just kind of kept calling weird plays and I, I, nothing. They weren't doing anything to help themselves win the game. And what was it, a... 
Texas was able to attempt a field goal to go into overtime. Was that it? Maybe that or was did Oklahoma kick. State. Uh, maybe Oklahoma State had to attend, uh, attempt the field goal to go to overtime. But either way, I just heard it was kind of weird. Yeah, I, I, I was running around too, um, leading up to the the Texas Tech game, and then of course Oklahoma at Texas Tech, sixty two twenty eight. Um, so I want to get into this it's something I, I kind of thought of late and maybe we'll do this every week or maybe it's going to be a flop. We're going to do Spencer's hot slash cold takes where I give Michael a take. He tells me if it's hot or cold. So Michael, you ready? Oh, I'm ready. I think I've got four here. Okay, here we go. Because they put up more points versus Iowa state, Kansas is a better football team than Texas tech. Hot or cold. Okay. Okay, before before I go too far into this, just a reminder <laughs> that Coastal Carolina, a team that we made fun of for beating Kansas, has gone on to win five more, and they are six and zero, currently ranked number fifteen in the country. Just throwing that out there, just reminding everyone. Uh, but that is a cold take, my friend. Oh, okay, that's cold. There's no way Kansas is better than Tech. They just lost their best player. It's true. Puka's gone. Puka's gone. I, I, I think but, he would maybe still have a case if Puka was still there, but he's not. And West Virginia just completely destroyed him in tech beat West Virginia. So that there's my reasoning. That's, that's all I've got. Counter that really quickly without their best player on offense. They put up more points versus Iowa state than Texas tech did. Yes, but the game was out of hand possibly during some of those, some of those scores. Well, that that's when tech scored their second time was when the game was out of hand. Anyways, yeah. anyways, okay. <laughs> Texas tech is better this year. If you look at the Oklahoma game, because they lost by 34 points this year, as opposed to 39 points last year is tech better based on their performance versus Oklahoma. <laughs> Five points. Um, if if Texas Tech can, can continue that five point trend, <laughs> it will only take seven more years to defeat Oklahoma. Solely by looking at that stat, <laughs> yes, that is a hot take, my friend. Yes, because OU is a playoff team. Now, granted, it was it was in Norman last year. Uh, you know, Jed Duffy finally he didn't get the start, but he got to play. We had the Jackson Tyner experience there for a little bit, but it was, I, I, th- I kind of think you're onto something. Um, we, we didn't lose as badly, but we lost to a worse team by less. And we were was at home. Texas Tech was uh, at home. <laughs> I'm still, okay. That's still hot. That's a hot okay. take. Kansas state is way overrated. Look, they just lost to a trash West Virginia team. They also lost to who was the first team they played? Arkansas State. Arkansas State. Um, that's a hot take. Yes. I hate to, I hate to agree with it because <laughs> I want them to be good. I like Kansas State, but they I, they're not. They are way overrated right now, or I guess they were leading up to the West Virginia game. And I think it's a lot to do with quarterback play. It's unfortunate, but it's true. I think Thompson. People took for granted what he mm-hmm. was able to do back there, and now they're realizing that he was, he was, um, he was a, oh, not a game manager. I hate when people use that term, but he was just able to move the football. He was a more valuable quarterback than he got credit for. 
Agreed. Last one. Texas is back. <sighs> this is all based on this past weekend schedule. They defeated the conference leading Oklahoma State Cowboys on the road. Is I'm going to counter your Texas. I'm going to say Texas is back is a cold take because I'm going to counter that with is Oklahoma State that good? Spencer Sanders is not as good as he like as good as they are. It's almost like in spite of Spencer Sanders, which is a strange thing to say. Like the quarterback <laughs> of their offense, of their, of their team is almost like it's hindering them. Cause they've got great receivers and they've got a, obviously a great running back, but like he's just not very good. We wouldn't know how that felt. No. All right. So I, I like that. Let's, I, let's see if I can do that again next week. <laughs> All right. See All right well, I'll roll with you. All right. So the kickoff time for Baylor. So that's on the 14th, not this weekend versus TCU, but next weekend set for 3 PM on Fox sports one FS one. Michael, what channel is that on? That is on your Suddenly channel 264. <laughs> All right. I made that up. Don't no, nobody look that up. 3 p.m. No, Central. No matter where you live. If if you live in uh, Winnipeg, it's channel 264. It's fine. Just just plug it in. It's a good call out. Um, yeah, home game. Uh, after the time change, it'll be a good late afternoon game. This is my favorite time of the year with the with the late afternoon, early sunset games, big fan. Um, all right. And then the schedule for this weekend, you've got West Virginia at Texas could be a sneaky, good game. Um, no. Yeah. It's so, no, I'm with you. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm making a face cause it's so hard to tell. I have no idea what West Virginia team's going to show up. Yeah. 11, what Texas team for that matter. 11, Texas can, can score the football, but sheesh, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Both teams have been inconsistent about what, which team shows up. Um, yeah. West Virginia at Texas, 11 a.m. on ABC game of the week, Kansas at Oklahoma. What do you think that points? Like without looking, what do you think that, that point spread is? It's at Oklahoma. I'm going to say Oklahoma, like minus 27 and a half. Really? I would have gotten bigger, like 40. Do you know what it is? No, but I'm going to, I'm going to look right now. Okay, while you're looking, I want to mention that uh, you may have already said, but that game was on ESPN2. I think I read just today that it was flexed to ESPN. And I don't know if flex is the correct term when it's Kansas versus OU. But why would they get the bump? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what happened with with that, but maybe just because it's OU. I found it. Now it's close. What'd you have? Oklahoma. So I, I said minus 40 or 42. They have right now, currently, minus 38. Oh, yeah, you were way closer than me. Texas Tech at TCU, um, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. TCU is a home favorite of about 10 points. Oklahoma State on the road, Kansas State. Again, if the if the right Kansas State team shows up, this could be another sneaky good game. It, it's another um, hurdle for Oklahoma State if they're going to be competing for the, the conference title. Uh, Kansas state needs to win this if they want to have any kind of hopes in it, which is difficult saying that because they're relying on a backup freshman quarterback, but yeah, Baylor at Iowa state. I, after seeing how they struggled at, um, or versus TCU, this one could be 
not so much fun for Baylor. Oh, no, I know. Um, they were, I mean, we'll talk about this a little bit, but holy cow, did TCU figure out how to run the ball on Baylor? Yeah. I, I think, and Iowa State has one of, if not, I mean, we're, I know we're talking close with Chuba Hubbard and everybody. Pook is gone. So Iowa State may have the, the best running back in the Big 12, not named Chuba Hubbard. Maybe just the best running back in the Big 12 period. Yeah. I, I, I would, without looking at their stats, I'd say Brees Hall has to be at least one A, you know, if not like a clear number one, which I, I don't think there would be. Um, he's at least up there with Chuba Hubbard. Yep. I would agree with that. All right. Before we do the TCU preview, Michael, do you have anything else? I did. Oh, I wanted to remind you guys that the wait is finally over. It feels like we've been saying this every week for the last six or eight weeks. It's because sports have been coming back slowly, much surely. But it's true. With baseball uh, coming back in July, the NBA, NFL, college football. NHL was came and went somewhere during that. <laughs> the Stanley uh, Cup, you know, Stanley Cup was won by Tampa. Yeah, apparently, apparently my home state team was in the Stanley Cup. I'm convinced that the only people I've ever met that in, enjoy and watch and our fans of the stars grew up in Dallas. I was one. You were one. Are you, but, but, but do you, are you a fan of the stars? I, as much as a hockey fan as I, I am, it's only because I, I was exposed to the stars winning the Stanley cup when I was like nine or 10 years old. There you go. That's, and, that's my point. <laughs> and they brought the Stanley cup to my elementary school. So I got to go up and see it and touch it. It's really cool. I have yet to meet anyone who watches hockey in person. Oh no. That didn't grow up in Dallas. Yeah. I'm not, uh, my, my friends in Abilene, we were not Dallas stars fans at, at Merkel high school. So anyway, so much, uh, so many other things to watch. <laughs> yeah. We, we were too busy watching other stuff. Uh, football's in full effect. Many teams are strutting their stuff. You may not be at a game this year, but you can still be on the action at bet online. Bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and teams totals to player and coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online head to bet online today. Use promo code armchair. That's a R M C H A I R to take advantages of all of the great signup bonuses. Bet online, your online sports book experts guys. Listen up. Manscaped release a new product, the Weed Whacker, the nose and ear hair trimmer. Michael, I have to confess something to you. Yes. I felt so old this week. I bought a generator and I used a nose hair trimmer. I've reached Fun fact, full I've adulthood. I've used a nose hair trimmer for years. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, man, this first week has been quite an adjustment. Like, huh, there's nothing there. No booger traps. Take you a really look. notice on a cold day. Yeah, just breathing in cold air. Guys, take a look in the mirror. I guarantee you'll see hair sticking out of those holes. It's time to keep your ear and nose hair looking as nice as everywhere else. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Weed Whacker. This device has their proprietary skin-safe technology, which you can find also on their Lawnmower 3.0. If you check out Lawn not lawn more manscape.com. You can find all of their great products, the weed whacker, the lawnmower, their nails, nails kit. Yeah. Um, 
deodorants, uh, testy toners, colognes, boxers, all good stuff. And guys, as a listener of the show or girls, if you want to buy it for yourself or your man, as a listener of the show, you get 20% off and free shipping when you use the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use promo code armchair. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. Right. Let's get into quickly the TCU preview. So TCU is two and three on the season. They have the strangest two and three record, Michael. Yes. Which you found this out. They are two yeah. and oh on the road and yes. oh and three at home. And the, and the two and oh on the road, one of them includes Ed, uh, Daryl K. Royal, which is supposed to be really hard to play in. I would imagine even in COVID years, of course, that's the only way tech can beat Texas too. Is it? Is it awesome? yeah. So <laughs> what do I know? Yeah. But two and zero on the road. Uh, they're both both of their wins at Texas and Baylor, and then zero and three at home, like you mentioned, including a very close thirty four thirty seven loss to Iowa State, a fourteen twenty one loss to Kansas State, and a fourteen thirty three loss to Oklahoma. So respectable loss against Oklahoma, but of course, Oklahoma has been kind of up and down this year. So I feel like we say that about every single team. There's no clear. Mm-mm front runner in the big 12 it's fun as a fan it's kind of disheartening as a a fan of a certain team but it's just as as a guy who's not tied to conference success this has just kind of been a, a, a fun year so i'm not sure what to think of that you, you know going into this game it it kind of seems like they're due for a home win if you ask me yep and uh that kind of maybe where I'm headed this week. I'm, I'm still unsure on it. Uh, Dugan Duggan has, has done enough to, you know, keep his, his team going. You've got some good stats here. He's 94 of 138, 68% passing. They obviously don't ask him to do a lot. I mean, he's, he's only passed 138 times in five games. Yeah. He's only, you know, completed or I guess completed passes or passed for a thousand yards in five games. So he's barely eking out. 200 yards a game, um, five games, five touchdowns. So their offense is not through the air. No. And Baylor found that out firsthand because TCU rushed for 285 yards last week against Baylor. They averaged 5.6 yards per carry. Devin Barlow is a grown man. He's just a freshman, but he's 5'11", 204. Uh, he put down 117 yards himself. Now that is skewed a little bit because one of his carries was for 74 yards. But the the thing to kind of look at for the the way TC was able to move the ball, uh, Zach Evans, another running back that came in, uh, Demarik Foster came in. Both of those guys, Evans had a run for 33. Foster had a run for 10. Duggan had a run for 13. I mean, they were gashing... Baylor with the running game. Fantastic autoplay ads. Love it. <laughs> Trying to look at some I was, stats. I was, I was kind of worried about that because I, I thought, you know, I haven't looked up Tech's run defense this year in a while because it, fortunately, it hasn't been too terrible. I think they did allow quite a bit against OU, but 
I think they're in the 50s. They were 57 or so. So that's kind of right in the middle of the pack on run defense. Not the worst thing you, you would expect, but I think TCU will be able to expose what weaknesses Tech has on the run defense. And that may be kind of a, an anomaly this week. They may be able to run 250 on Tech. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it's so strange to think like, because as long as I've known TCU football, they've been a, a pass-heavy team. Oh, yeah. Um, and they've got really talented running backs, and that's not unusual. They've usually had like one really good guy, um, whether it was the the five-star transfer from Nebraska, uh, Green. Now it's Zach Evans, who's a five-star recruit that they got out of high school. Um, they are just really good on the ground this year. Um, when they do go to the air, I mean, they've got three receivers that uh, I, I, I they, they have one like number one target. His name is, is Tay Ty Barber. I don't know if it's Tay. It's probably Ty. Uh, 24 catches for 254 yards. Good for 10, a little over 10 yards, 10.6 yards per catch, two touchdowns. Quentin Johnston, 12 catches for 224 yards, almost 19 yards per catch, one touchdown. Blair Conright, 13 catches, 184 yards, 14 yards per catch, one touchdown. If it's not one of those three guys, it's going to be on the ground. And if it's, if yep. it's going to be on the ground, I mean, they've got, like I said, those two good running backs, and then Dugan Duggan is also an efficient runner. Yes, and he's he uh, takes good care of the football. I, I know you had this written down, but I don't think you mentioned it, that he only has one interception on the year. Which happens when you don't throw it a whole bunch. But, I mean, yeah, I mean one, inter- one interception in 138 attempts is not bad. Yeah, I mean, Tech had two interceptions in four attempts or whatever that was. Those were tipped, though. I have a hard time. I know. I, I, I know. I have a hard time. I'm not, I'm not bagging on Columbia. I'm just talking about the luck <laughs> of it all. It's, But it's it can, you know, it can still bite you. So it was... It, that was something I was surprised to see because he's been pretty fumble prone in, you know, uh, different years. So uh, that's something that tech may not be able to rely on or, you know, I don't know if they have been relying on that anyway. He's getting a turnover on defense. But I I was surprised to see how well that he had taken care of the football. Yeah. Um, you want to get to our picks, Michael? The The line is at minus nine for TCU. So. Uh, just about 10 points over under 61 and a half. I think tech can keep it close and cover. And I'll say TCU wins by a touchdown or less like six or seven points. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say that tech covers as well. And the, the two games that TCU won, they scored 33 I'm going to predict that TCU will win. I, I think they will be able to move the, the ball on the, on the Red Raiders. Um, Patterson always has an ability to slow down this offense. They're not world beaters right now. That's defense, uh, TCU's defense, of course. They've allowed quite a few. You know, they allowed 37 against Iowa State. Of course, that was their first game of the year. They did hold Oklahoma to 33, which I would call a moral victory. But they... Uh, you know, they are limiting teams to, I believe it was 370-ish yards. So, uh, you know, if Tech's unable to move the football against these guys, which is possible, then it it could be kind of rough. But the games that they won, 
TCU scored 33 points. So back to what I was saying, I've got TCU winning 33, 28, and that would of course have tech covering. I don't and I'm T- taking the under on this as well. Yeah. I, I'm also taking the under, I'm taking Texas tech to cover, but not win. A lot of things it's, it's possible. Um, Texas tech has been fairly good against the run. Um, it does scare me that like this might be the week that Dugan Duggan figures it out through the air or not that, not that he struggles, but that they're able to be effective and efficient enough through the air that if Texas tech is good enough on the, on the rush defense, that doesn't really matter or affect the outcome of the game. So anyways, I've got TC winning, uh, like I said, about a touchdown 31, 24. Pretty close one. Uh, cause Texas tech has just not shown its ability to, to score lots of points. Um, and like you said, when DC is winning games there, it's low thirties. I mean, they, yes, well, as, 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 as the most they've scored is 34 points. Yeah. And, and tech's defense is still allowing, it's probably above 95% now cause they allowed nine for nine red Ooh. zone scores last week. Uh, and it was 95% before that game. So they're probably, that probably bumped them up a little bit. So if TCU gets in the red zone, there's a very, very good chance they're going to go ahead and get three or seven on the board. Yeah. So just for reference sake, I am one, two, three, four, five and one on my picks on the year. Michael is six and oh, our Red Raiders, are, of course, are two and four. Um, we split yeah. um, on our preseason predictions. I picked a loss. Michael picked a win. Um, with this game I'm going I mean, back on it. Yeah. I'm, I'm picking a loss now against TCU right now. So I, I may, I may change my mind against Baylor less next week. Cause I had Baylor penciled in as a loss when we did this in September. So as did I, uh, but I think Baylor may be up there with Kansas as a, as a very winnable game. Yep. I, I think I'm with you. All right. Um, let's get on to questions and what we learned. Now, are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? Who's in the box? Oh, what's in the box? I'm Ron Burgundy? Damn it! Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! So, question, Michael. Yes. Who is leading? The votes in the state of Oregon. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh yeah, I forgot. Oh yeah, our election coverage. Oh guys, I've done so terrible at this. Um, I don't know, but I can give you the results of the poll that we had. Earlier today, I put out a poll because in the spirit of election season, I thought this would be an interesting one. Since 2017, Texas Tech football is 5-10 and 10 in big 12 road games, including a TCU win in 2018. And that was an ugly game. (laughs) Do they win Saturday in Fort Worth? And right now, my friends, there's still 14 hours left on this poll as of this moment, but it is pretty close to it's, it's too close to call. Too close to call. We've got, um, yes, Texas tech will win on Saturday at 46.2% and no at 53.8. So there's, quite a few believers out there. I don't blame you. I think it's very close. And, um, I, I, 
I'm not surprised by the point spread, but I think Tech can keep it closer than than the nine that they were they were favored. Yeah, um, we do have a couple questions on this thread. Kyle Lang in is a is a talent gap between Tech and the better teams in the conference. Is there a talent gap? Sorry, I read that wrong. Is there a talent gap between Texas Tech and the better teams in the conference? I would say absolutely. Yes. <laughs> if so, can transfers bridge the gap until they can get better recruits into the program? No, because I don't think you can reliably count on landing enough talented transfers to make up the difference. You can maybe mask a position or two. Yeah. Like, um, well, like Merriweather and Schooler coming in. Of course, Schooler coming in was a totally different circumstance. You wouldn't get a Colin Schooler coming in probably on a normal year. But Merriweather's a JUCO transfer. So yeah, like, that's, he's yeah. more like a, like a traditional, like a JUCO recruit. I, I, I don't consider JUCO players transfers as much as I would like a Zach McPherson, who's been, I would say, above average transfer for Texas Tech. Um, Colin Schooler. I, I'd say below. Well, I mean, Raised we haven't up, seen above average, yeah. Uh, in terms yeah. of production, I'd, I'd say below average. Colin Schooler, I think, because of the hype he came in with, maybe that was because we, I mean, we were involved in that as much as anybody else. <laughs> um, hasn't performed on that level, but to be fair, Texas Tech does have a really talented group of linebackers around him. Um, Tyree Wilson, AM, I mean, he helped fill in for Tony Bradford, but like, let's consider that he's a, a, a talented transfer from a power five program who is a backup for a freshman. Um, so I, I just, I don't just kind of confusing on the defensive side of the ball. You know, you, you feel like on the offense offenses to me, more difficult scheme and plays and, you know, kind of where you're supposed to be defense is a thing that you should be able to pick up quicker even in a, in a new system. So that kind of leads me to believe it's ability. Excuse me. I I would say like most defenses, like you're running on the very, like very similar principles that I think are more shared between defensive philosophies than offensive principles. Like every position group, every position, every offense, I, I every player I think has a, a, base set of fundamentals you can kind of lean back on. I just think it's more universal philosophy to philosophy on the defensive side than offense that a guy can come in. Oh, this is a cover three play. Great. I got it. Whereas, Oh, this is a, this is a shotgun mesh concept, but you know, but whatever, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, finally, will this staff survive long enough to benefit from their better recruiting classes? Great question. I have no idea. Um, I mean, I definitely know, not know, I don't know anything, but I feel pretty strongly that we will see Matt Wells through the end of next year. And that's, I don't think that's anything's guaranteed beyond that. I, aside from his paycheck. (laughs) Unless, I mean, I, I get that a lot of people were upset this weekend um, 
I don't think the result versus Oklahoma was going to affect his job status, um, despite what a lot of people were saying or that we're hearing about. Um, but it could be games like against TCU or Baylor or Kansas on the schedule this year that could affect whether or not Matt Wells makes it through year two. I think it's very unlikely anything happens at the end of this year. I think there are too many circumstances um, that you just can't overlook and say, well, no, you didn't get it done in year two. You're gone. Um, I think the West Virginia help the West Virginia win helped tremendously. Um, and then if you can get two more of the four on your schedule, I think you feel pretty, I wouldn't say you feel pretty good, but I think a lot more of the fan base has walked off the ledge of fire Matt Wells. Now that would get him another year, another class, more time to develop and recruit. So three years of like next year, you know, assuming everything like doesn't just completely fall apart this year, this season. I mean, you've got to see a lot more improvement both on the field and from the coaches. Like I, I think I, so too. Just more consistency. Yeah. Which goes into the next question, which we, I guess we, we missed this question or failed to an- answer it. Our apologies. Red, red, recent man. He asked on Halloween. So this would have been after the Oklahoma game. Legit question is Yost unhappy in Texas. I don't know him well enough to answer that. seems like for an offensive guru, his play calling is basic as best. Is he trying to get fired so he can go somewhere else? I don't think anybody actively tries to get fired because if they don't like the job, they can just resign. Well, unless you're George Costanza and you drag like the, the world series trophy around in your car <laughs> in the parking lot. But I, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's, he may not be happy, but I seriously doubt he's actively trying to get fired. Uh, what was, I can't remember what was he, was he an offensive coordinator before he came to tech? I, I thought that he kind of stepped down for a little bit after he left Utah state. Wasn't there kind of a, a period where he coached receivers somewhere or. Yeah. He was at, he was at Missouri, uh, Washington state, Oregon, but I think they were all like position coaches. I think they were either quarterback yeah. or wide receiver coaches, but not offensive coordinator. Yeah. So th- th- there could be something to, uh, you know, maybe take it a few years off from that, from those duties. He may not have caught back up yet. I'm not sure, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, don't, I doubt he's trying to get fired or, but who knows if he's, a, he, if he's happy or not. All right. Hot take question coming in from Robert at RP Texan. There's a reason Bowman was QB one for three season opening games. I think, this is what he's saying, I think Tech is better with Bowman starting. If his ankle is healthy, assuming it is, should Bowman be starting? No. I don't think the inefficiency we've seen on offense was injury-related because that preceded his injury. I, I, I think we saw enough offensive ineffectiveness before he went down versus Kansas state to say that was a health reason. You know, I'm not sure. I'm not so sure about that because he did. I mean, they, 
yeah, Houston Baptist was not great. That was first game of the year. You can kind of talk some of that away. He played pretty, he played well for probably three fourths of the game against Texas. But, but yes, I mean, his really bad game was when he came back with uh, that ankle may have still been bothering him, but I, I don't think that on the counterpoint of this, that we can look at what happened Saturday and think that Bowman playing that game would have changed a whole lot. No, I, I don't that's, think that's where my head goes. I don't think um, there would have been a change in the outcome of the game if there was a different quarterback than Columbia starting. Now, we did see um, a significant, at least, look in the offense when Columbia was in. Um, we backed it up with stats and we said, you know, it, it's, we, it makes no sense why Columbia's not playing. Um, but yeah, I mean, you then have to go back. I was like, well, what were we not seeing that kept Bowman as the starter and practice or scrimmages or whatever it was? Um, whereas, you know, we've got Columbia that has more experience in the system, was recruited by Matt Wells and his staff previously, and yet didn't get more of a shot at starting than he did. So I... Like I said, I, I tend to think it's more mental, like it's a long-term it health-related, but I think it's more mental than, than physical. Like I don't think it's a physical body part keeping Bowman from being a better quarterback, but I think it may be psychological in that like he's not able to go out there 100% thinking the next hit could end my career. Sure. And right. this is this is Spencer projecting, not anything I've ever heard from him or being reported on. So, all right, Michael, let, let's wrap this up with, well, hold on. I, I assume that was the last question. I didn't even look. <laughs> yes, that was, that was the last one. All right, uh, let's get to what we learned. What did we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't know either. All right, Michael. Yes. I, this is much more what we learned, but I have a question. This is okay. a, a philosophical, philosophical, no, philosophical, um, not, not even philosophical. Going back in the way back time machine, this is when I need Clint's time machine. Roll this back to Spencer on Twitter, 2010. Okay what were we doing where we could have been misconstrued as eating up Tommy Tarrell's championship barbecue sauce? I don't know. Um, I did not have Twitter until I'll have to check 2013. I think was when I finally created one. And so I've, I was not, I was not tweeting about Tommy Tuberville on Twitter. So we had an interaction this weekend during the game. It started during the game. Um, there's a local individual that tweeted out that there should be a collect call, which 
there's plenty of there's plenty to to dissect there. Making collect calls from Lubbock to Mount Vernon. Now, if you're not familiar with who or what is in Mount Vernon, Art Bryles finally landed a coaching job. It's at Mount Vernon High School. This is second year, I believe. I believe so. Um, and I think they're doing pretty. I think they're six and zero or seven and zero on the year. Um, so props, sure. way to go, Coach Art Bryles. But the implication there was that Texas Tech should fire Wells and go after Art Bryles right then in the middle of a Bill Coleman game. So I responded and said, Hey, you know, if this is your take, well, no, I, 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 I quote you that it's like, if this is your take, m- maybe you should reconsider. <laughs> I don't, I, I can't remember exactly my words. I'm not going to look it up because we had enough back and forth that it's going to be further down than I care to scroll. But then he goes on to, to say that, that fans like me or that I was, clamoring for more Tommy Tuberville and his championship barbecue sauce. I have no idea what that reference means, to be honest. Um, and that I want a decade more of really crappy football. I know it, like, again, it, if he'd been paying any attention, I've probably been more on the side of firing Matt Wells than anybody in our group. Um, because I want to get better now, would I want a Tuberville 2.0? Not necessarily, unless he can bring in some really great coordinators. Because the one thing Tommy Tuberville was good at was rec- recruiting really, really top talented classes. Um, part of that was with uh, Robert Prunty, um, who was not a very good position coach, but hit as a recruiter, top notch. Prunty was able to land some really great recruits. You had your best recruiting classes, under Tuberville, you had guys like Amaro, um, Kenny Williams, DeAndre Washington, Jakeen Grant, Bradley Marquez, guys that have gone to have professional playing careers recruited under Tuberville. Um, oh, and I think that we saw his talent under Cliff Kingsbury was a pretty good team in 2012 until it wasn't. So anyways, my point is, I don't know where he got, got off and saying, I, I wanted more Tommy Tupperville, except I would want a Tupperville level recruiter with somebody that can put all that together on the field, which we haven't seen since Leach, who was also not a good recruiter. Right. And we may be seeing our best recruiter since Tupperville, at least as a head coach. Matt, it's still too early to tell for sure. Well, he's, he has recruited very, very well. Early returns, yes, he's a better recruiter than Kingsbury. Yes. Kind of a low bar, and you know I love my guy. But especially those last few years. So, yeah, that was that was what we learned. We, we learned that um, if you criticize someone for insinuating that Lubbock should be calling Art Bryles to come save the football team, that they will immediately assume that you want nothing but more Tommy Tuberville years. Or we should call him actually um, Senator Tommy Tuberville. Yes. Election update. That is our election update. (laughs) We actually had one. (laughs) He's been uh, projected to win his state Senate seat. 
Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm not even sure. Like we've spent too much time on this already. I'm not even sure what, again, what Tommy Tuberville championship barbecue sauce even means. I don't know either. And he used it a lot and he used it on Facebook too. Yeah. Um, he, used, he used that phrase several times and I, I'd never seen it before in my life until that day. And then I saw it a lot. It's not too much. No. I never, I hope to never see it again. Cause I don't, I don't even know what that means. We're not even huge fans of barbecue sauce, period. No, good, good barbecue does not, does not need sauce. <laughs> Where did they even come from? <sighs> All right. Um, guys, we'll, we'll catch you on, on the, on the instant reaction. That'll do it this week for us on the 23 personnel podcast. Check us out. Like I said, Saturdays, 10 to noon on kkam.com talk 1340, 1340 AM uh, on the 1340 mobile app for Michael. I'm Spencer. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the 23 personnel podcast and sharing our fandom for the Texas tech red Raiders. You can connect with us on Twitter at 23 personnel, Spencer at punt suck and Michael at Michael underscore LBK and find even more great content over on stakingtheplains.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.